Hello and welcome to the Potato Files. How you doing out there today, people? We're here with our guest, actor, comedian, all around great guy, Matt O'Brien. Oh, How you doing, man? Great to be here. It is great to be here. Actor first. That's actor, weird. Actor. Well, I just saw your commercial today. I, I've seen. I've seen you on TV more this week than I've seen you on stage. So wow, you're an actor to me today. That, I guess that's true. Yo, I, you know, I've I've been out there. I've, I've been, been watching a lot of CTV. Yeah, we are here in the Never Sleeps Network studios. Never um, sleeps. This, the New York of podcasting. This is the Potato Files. I am. What they call the human potato (laughs) of comedy. Now I'm the human potato of podcasting. What makes you a potato? Thin, peelable skin. Yeah, it's very peelable. Innards Um, that if they get warm, they become soft. um, I I have many eyes around my body. So many eyes. (laughs) Uh, You're found mostly under the earth. (laughs) Covered in dirt. I I came from dirt. I just, I crawled out one day. And you sleep under a sink. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, that's why you're a potato. It's uh, nice. Just throw me in the cellar. I'll be fine too. Until uh, springtime. Yeah, potatoes last. You're going to last. I know. <laughs> you're going to go. You're going to get be... really, really soft and weird. You ever oh, touch yeah. like an old, old potato? Oh, they get like the black spots on them. Yeah. And then they get, uh, ooh, that's nice. Yeah, what, soon you'll be What there. vegetable are you, man? I don't know. What do you think I am? I think if I was thinner, I'd be a celery or a carrot. You'd definitely be a, uh, I could see a celery stick. Yeah. Not, or maybe they're a radish. They're very fun at top, up yeah. top, and they're like having a so good time. with the Lucy Goosey, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. my head has been known to swivel. And those celery and just, swerve, yeah. You know, celery's jump. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Celery is the craziest vegetable. Can we cuss on this? Well, you can say craziest whatever the fuck fucking you. vegetable out there. The celery man himself. Celery, <laughs> yeah. celery doesn't have the same ring as potato. Potatoes is a fun. Hey, here comes potato, <laughs> or here comes celery. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, everyone likes celery. Celery is just Nobody there. Likes you know, celery. You high? Everyone get, likes a potato. Yeah, but you're you, a guilty pleasure. That's what you are. <laughs> You're carved up and you're, people want to hang out with you. Listen, anorexics love salary. That's true. I could hang out with the Rexics. Is that what they call them? The yeah, Rexers? The Re- I think there's a gang called the Rexers. We're the Rexers. We're tired and Just thin. Very frail women. Yeah. Please don't let, it, let me smell your gravy. <laughs> is this water mine or is that this some sort of yours? acid? It's it like a... a- it's in an acidity tube. Tube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a science experiment. Yeah. Um, is this Alex the show? Alex here, the producer of uh, the show on who, the Never who, Sleeps Network, who who, who, uh, who manages and runs and owns the Never Sleeps Network. He, uh, yep. he made that water himself. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Filtered it through his own butt. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's yeah. good. So um, that's good. You know that contraption from Waterworld? He's got one of those in his oh, bathroom. Oh, where Costner drinks his own pee. Yeah, he's Thank got one of those in the bathroom, and it yeah. runs right to the kitchen. I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I fucking love Waterworld. No one likes that movie. And even when it came out, I was like, why is it doing so poorly? Why are people shitting on it? I saw that movie in, uh, I was in a little town in Nova Scotia. I was going to visit my aunt out there. I was like 15 15 uh, years old. What was the town you were in? I don't know. I took a bus from New Brunswick where I got dropped off by another aunt who was, they were making, her and her boyfriend were making their way to PEI. Everyone was going to end up in Nova Scotia. Got ants all Uh, over the East Coast. A whole big family affair going on down there. So I I was there first and I took a bus in. They picked me up and they lived in such a small town in Nova Scotia that we were, uh, they're like, well, if you want to do something big city, we got to do it now. And we went to see a, a matinee of Waterworld. Water <laughs> Here's what they do in Toronto. Yeah. And I remember seeing, uh, first time I'd ever seen a, a woman with a full goatee. 
And yes. uh, I didn't know how to react. Wait, to in that. the movie or in the theater? In in lineup. I was, I was trying in to think. the lineup <laughs> to get in. <laughs> I was I was like, "Is there a woman with a goatee in Waterworld?" Because no, it kind of makes no, sense. No, she was in the lineup to get in, and I cool. was like, I was fifteen. Going, oh, what the fuck? Like heavy whiskers. It was heavy. chin or, or mustache as well. It was. Uh, it connected. That's nice. Yeah, I've seen that a couple times. Where's the last time I saw that? When does a woman give up and just say, "Fuck it, I, I grow facial know. hair now"? Yeah, I think when they stop uh, <laughs> everything. I think they just stop everything. <laughs> they just eat cheese and watch Price is Right and then grow, uh, do you grow think, facial hair. If you're a woman with a, a prominent goatee, do you think you're stroking it? Absolutely. Like, Why wouldn't you? Yeah, just you pondering think, things. You ponder. <laughs> yeah, you should, they probably plucked it a couple times and it just hurt the, the roots. That's a deep root. Some of those roots go way too deep. <laughs> or they're just proud of it. Maybe they're proud of it. Do you think the bearded lady, when she retires from the circus, eventually just chops it down to a goatee? Maybe. She's like, yeah. the beard's a little much. That's, uh... Yeah, when they retire, they, she has a nice mustache <laughs> or something. Or uh, or she cuts it all off and keeps it in a bag. Yeah, because you can't call her the goateed lady. No, goateed lady doesn't have the bearded lady. Um, the Hitler stash lady. That's a that's a lady. The Hitler Hitler esque woman. She's very nice, but she has a Hitler esque mustache. And she marches around the, the carnival yelling at the interracial kids. <laughs> All right. Uh good riff. Let's get to the Where the fuck are we? Let's get to uh the, the, the bottom of what the potato files is and what the potato files is it's just me asking you a bunch of questions that uh, I can't ask you over beers. Yeah. Because that's just weird. Okay. Like, hey, man. What, what, I had a feeling this would be what this. What was your home life like? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it would be. When, is that, when would that ever come up? It would never... I, when we went to your cottage this summer a couple of times, I thought it might get a little heavy yeah, once be. the mushrooms <laughs> kicked in and, and everyone was really high, but still everyone was like... We all just tried to convince my wife that there was a ghost in the lake. (laughs) She was very scared. She still is. And she's like, she brought it up the other night. Uh, What was the name of the ghost again? It was like. It had just a random girl's name. It was like Coraline or something or something. (laughs) Julia was like, uh, she was like, she was like, no, it's true. They they were being serious. I'm like, no, they weren't. You're a dumb idiot. So that's, uh, yeah, it never got too heavy. I don't know when you, you can get heavy with a friend. It has to be a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So let's start, man. Where uh, where was Matt O'Brien conceived? I oh, tell me. I think it was probably Niagara Falls. No yeah. way. If to think, I don't know the where conception? it's conceived. I, probably London, Ontario. Do you think all of it went right in, or some of it ended up on mom's? Um, I think some spilled out. There was definitely some spillage. What could have happened? He pulled with out that late. Spill? He pulled Absolutely. out late. So no, my dad. He likes to finish. He likes to get in there and yeah. go hundred percent. So uh, I don't think there was any spill. I I think I was all, I think, yeah, all, I was all the sperms. Like, that, I was the only option. You got all, uh, any siblings? Two older sisters and a half-brother. Now a we're getting greasy. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Old, old mumsy. Well, I guess uh, if you're the youngest, you're, I guess you are planned. I think, I don't know, I was the youngest. I think they were like, well, let's have one more and see if yeah. that fixes things. <laughs> I think so. Wait. Yeah, I'm the youngest. Wait, you, no, youngest would be most likely be a mistake, wouldn't it? Um, I don't know. Some people are like, uh, usually they have a cutoff because I know my mom got uh, got the old snip snip yep. inside her old uh, snipped her dick off. Yeah, yeah. yeah she she, uh, she got her dick cut off right yeah. after I was born. <laughs> um, so I think it was just like, okay, we've had our three kids. Yeah, and then but I come from like my dad had there was seven kids in his family, oh, and my Jesus. mom had six kids. 
Whoa, that's a, that's totally the times, though. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. My my dad has like four or five brothers and sisters, and mm-hmm. so does my mom. Actually, yeah, that's, yeah, that's four totally normal. Yeah. There's four in your family. I remember four. Four was uh, still a rarity when I was yeah. like, when I was a kid. I remember there's a couple families that had four, but my mom wanted like to do five. She told me uh, after me two more. Uh, but I apparently ruined her on the way out. I, she actually has like broken blood vessels in her face still from trying to push you. From trying to push me out. I remember when I was a kid, I was like, "What happened to your face?" She was like, "You did this to me." And I, just, I think I came out at a weird angle, a, a skydiving uh, pose. But and your I don't claws know. retracting. You <laughs> just didn't want to get out of there. Ruined the front door. Uh, yeah, so she wanted to have two more after that. So that's how I knew it wasn't a mistake. Um, so the half brother was. The oldest, I take it. Yeah. So my mom was in high school and she had a BB with a guy. Oh, and, Captain, uh, good high school girl. And uh, and then she put it, had to put it up for adoption because otherwise uh, her parents were, weren't going to send her to college or something like that. Okay. So, so there's a half brother and, and I know him and I've met him. And Did you meet him later in life? Yeah. Literally, I think I was 10 or 11 years old and I was sitting just playing N64 and uh, my mom comes in. She's like, this is going to be weird, but you're, uh, you have a half brother and he's coming to visit this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> just no pre anything. What year was this? How'd he find you? Uh, just through, I think the adoption agent and his okay. parents, I think he reached a certain age where he can just get that information. Oh, okay. And, uh, and yeah, he came visit and he was like 30 something at the time and looked like me. And I'm like, that's only he was wearing a turtleneck. You guys so like, close? Uh, yeah. I mean, kind of like we know each other and like we, we took an effort to hang out with each other because he's got a whole family. He's got a wife. Yeah. He's got two kids, which I guess are my nephew. I'm kind of an uncle in yes. a way. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I think now we're in this weird agreement. Like, we don't really talk, but we're fine. Because we've yeah. got our whole life yeah. not really knowing each other. So I think we're like, we're like, yeah, okay, I know I know you. And uh, it's we'll, nice. We'll stick to the Facebook friendship. Yeah. So. <laughs> Pokey at Christmas. I don't know. And he was also kind of crusty about my mom giving him up. Which oh. I think comes with an adopted kid. Yeah, but... You know what? There's worse alternatives there. Oh, yeah. There could have been, uh, could have not been there at all. Yeah, yeah. Could have been sucked out uh, like your joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then there's, uh, I don't know, raised by the grandparents, which, uh, yeah. Chris Rock's joke on that was if you're, if a kid calls his grandmama mommy and his mommy Pam, he's going to jail. I was found raised by grandparents charming. I found that very because usually a lot of like superheroes in movies are raised by grandparents and aunts and whatnot. Yeah, but uh, they're not raised being told that their uh, their mom is their sister. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird. One. That's a really that's a really weird. I one had too. Uh, a buddy like that, and then I had um, well, I still have uh, a cousin who was raised by my grandparents. Um, oh. My mom's sister yeah. uh, gave birth to an illegitimate child in high school. And the yeah. grandparents were like, we'll raise that kid. And then when the kid was about 16, want to know who his dad wa- her dad was, uh, turns out it was uh, my dad's brother. So, um, Whoa. yeah, she's on both sides of my family. Oh, my God. <laughs> you should have them on the podcast. I don't know if I'm going to be able to top that intro to that juicy family life. Mm-hmm. But, but what I did find out with this half brother, because I, I, our family's pretty white bread, and then I remember being like totally cool with it because I'm like, cool, a weird thing in our family. Because mm-hmm. I wanted something more interesting in our family than just you know two parents, two yeah. white parents, two girls, one boy. Yeah, that's a scandal. Golden in there. retriever over there, you know. <laughs> so I was like, cool, we're shaking it up a little bit. I was on life growing up though. 
Um, Loving it, parents, happy, happy house. Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, uh, like we moved a lot. Yeah. So, like, I was born in London, Ontario, which I don't remember at all. And uh, you don't remember your birth? Uh, I know, I don't. Really, it's all blank smoking dark. that yeah. pot. <laughs> oh man, I smoked coming out of the womb, buddy. I love weed. I loved it so much. The doctor gave me a bong hit when I came out. And uh, so, I, yeah, London, and then we went to Brantford. Home of Wayne Gretzky and the Gretzkys. Um, and uh, that's where I went to like uh, kindergarten and then back to London. And then we moved outside of London. To a farm. Uh, no, not to a farm yet. There was like this little community outside of London. Not a farm, but it was like just this, this one street and they had all these like brand new houses on it. It was like a dead end. Okay. Called Costas Avenue. You can look it up mm. next time you're there. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, then we moved to a farm and I was there for like 16, 17 years. Okay. And uh Classic stuff. It was it was fine. We uh, weren't like very uh, financially stable growing up. I think why, my, why so much moving around? Like parents just getting different jobs. Uh, yeah, my, my dad never really had a stable thing going on. He was a cop for a bit, and then he was also in the Mounties uh-huh, before okay. I was born because they live in Calgary. I wasn't yeah. even born yet, but my dad was a Mountie. And I, I think he's just, yeah. And then uh, he's been unemployed for stences. And uh, and my mom was a nurse, but she had to retire early because a, uh, a big fat man was falling out of his bed and she tried to catch him and it just exploded her spine. Jesus. So she, uh, yeah, I don't even know how old she was. Late 30s? But she got... Like taken care of. Oh yeah, the workers' comp has been going for. Yeah. They're like for the rest of your life, workers' comp. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I mean, financially we weren't really that great. I think we went bankrupt twice. Uh, which at the time I'm like, I don't know what the hell this means. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell any of this means. And then uh, like we were barely scraping by, and we lived on the farm because we was the farm like a like just a hobby farm or was it was there... a hobby farm okay so i mean considering my dad was jumping around from job to job my mom workers comp and then we had to take care of animals uh, hardly enough money to feed the cows oh, oh can't even know we didn't even cows no but horses jesus christ do horses eat a lot horses and goats and chickens and the fucking cats oh so many cats what do you get like just watching the cats multiply. Oh yeah, my, my it's uh, crazy. My grandma they they had a, a sheep farm, and yeah. uh, the cats were just they're everywhere. It's ever they're everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. So much to the point, and this is still easily. Uh, now we're getting deeper too. This is my most traumatic memory, hands down. Uh, I was uh, I don't know how old I was, but I walked into the garage and I I heard my mom in there, and I the second I opened the door. I see her just drowning kittens in Jesus. this clear water, like tub. And so and I see the kitten and it's like dying. And I'm like, oh my God, she has a whole bunch of, there's dead kittens. She's <laughs> alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're sitting there very politely. Your mom was Lenny from Mice and Men. Yeah. <laughs> they were beautiful, soft little kittens. And uh, yeah, and then I ran out of there and I was freaking out. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? I like didn't talk to her for like a couple of days. I was like, I can't even look at you. And she told me, she's like, what you don't see is there's so many cats on this property that they, they'll just die of starvation, mm-hmm. which is much worse. Mm-hmm. So she's and like... And then disease comes and then the other animals... And then they just and... suffer more. So she's like, this is a way of speeding things up or making it easier. Snap its little neck. I know. Oh, God. It just was try just... it, Maddie. Just snap, snap uh, yeah. its neck. Snap the little kitty's <laughs> neck there. This won't affect you as an adult. Um, That's probably why I drink. My grandparents had a sheep farm and... Um, uh, the day it, uh, the last day it was a sheep farm. Uh, Grandpa brought me into the barn and showed me how the world works. Oh God! And one by one, they shave these sheep 
and then they'd string them up and slit them open, and everything would just fall oh, out of the bar. God. I think I was like four or five. But that's way too young. Yeah, and I was just like, what oh the hell? Oh, my God. Do you remember what you did? Were you, like, crying or something? No, I was just, just like... I was, like, kind of just in, like shock and awe sort of like this is nuts yeah just, because it's a man that, that you know and trust and you're like okay this is right yeah, yeah. You're, you should be doing this yeah and then like i just remember like the like because it would just shave it and it, it was hanging by the barn like with its yeah. arms all spread like it was nuts it was uh and it would just fall out of the guts yeah the guts oh, just fell God. out and then they would uh they threw it like on a pile like they just piled them up in this uh truck that took them away and Oof. took them to a butcher shop i guess we never did that stuff. We had a slaughterhouse down the street, so I mean, we would if we need, like we would fatten up a pig mm-hmm. every once in a while, and then we'd, chickens? we'd take chickens. Well, we'd uh, my sister would cut the heads off the chickens. Yeah, she knew how to pluck she a chicken. Do, yeah, she knew how to do that. I don't stuff. think I could ever do that. My sister was more of a man than I ever was. Well, I, 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 saw, I saw you in my cottage swinging an axe. I'm like, I thought yeah. this guy grew up on a farm. Hey, I did manual labors, <laughs> but I didn't do a lot of like the real heavy duty stuff. There's a lot of your dad like, oh, just fucking yeah. do it. I, I, I did some digging, you know, hay baling, uh, the hayloft. That was my zone. I would, uh, I would. I fucking hated baling hay when I was a kid, man. Yeah. I remember. Oh, that's another thing. Killing little animals. I remember uh, <laughs> my uncles. We'd always go to this. Uh, my grandpa owned a couple fields or whatever, and we'd have to go bale hay at like a whatever field. And I remember getting to drive there on like the side of this like car that was cut down. Cool, I love and they, those. Like, they make they make like the flatbed of it out of yeah. a car, and it's the uh, front looks like a, a gremlin. Yeah, <laughs> like, the back is flat. Yeah. Just, you just ride with your legs over the fucking edge. You're yeah. riding down like town town roads and stuff. But uh, I remember that was the fun part getting over there. And then every time they turned a uh, a bale of hay over. Um, there was mice under it, and oh, my, yeah. my uncles all had pitchforks, and they were just like, God, God, and like they'd hold one up if they got it, like, yeah, oh God, <laughs> farms are a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. They're tr- they're really a nightmare. You see, like I got very much desensitized to death. Mm-hmm. from it like because everything would die like is every goat that i ever loved died we we had so many dogs growing up and they just died they get hit by cars and like the cats would die so i'm like yeah everything died even my wife now she's like she's gonna die she's <laughs> dying right now no, she's, and i'm here doing a podcast she's like freaked out by how like like desensitized i am to it like if, if i hear about death or like I, i'm like well, i'm, I'm kind of like um if the dog dies. Go get a new dog. That's sweet. That's the thing. Yeah, you had because you can't dwell on stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, you'd, especially being on a farm. Like so many dogs would die if you fucking well, lost your mind every time. You'd go crazy. When my parents' last dog was sick, I asked my dad. I'm like, he's like, I don't know what we're gonna do when this thing dies because they were just so attached to it. That's yeah. all they had. And I was just like, you get a new dog. He's like, I could never get a new dog. <laughs> and then like. Three days after the dog was dead, he was like, we need a new dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's that easy. I like yeah. how you had to tell him that, too. <laughs> you had to check him in. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, what about religion? You guys have uh, religion growing up? Roman Catholic, buddy. Roman Catholic, yeah. me too, buddy. Extra spicy Catholicism. <laughs> That's what Roman Catholic is. I didn't explore the other versions of Catholicism, but... No, I got to... Um, I, well, I guess I got married in a Catholic church. Uh, Did you? Yeah. Your first marriage? Yeah. Oh, God. And I, my grandma called me like uh, a week before I was getting married. She's like... You better be sure of this one. Uh, the Catholic Church only allows one marriage. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm sure, Grandma. And then when uh, things went to shit, she was like, I told you so. I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean told me so? I, I told you so. Now you can't go back in that church. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. yeah, we would go to church uh, almost every Sunday. You would go? Yeah. And I remember we didn't really go as kids, but uh, my cousin died young. I was 10. Uh, he was uh, he died just after his 17th birthday. Jesus. 
this farm town, you know, people yeah. die in car accidents. That's it. Um, and uh, I remember we 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 found religion after that. Oh, really? Yeah, d- dad dad needed something to cope, and huh. then uh, I think like there was probably three months of it. And he was just like, yeah, well, yeah. this isn't working. It's <laughs> really stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but in that time, that's when I became an altar boy in that time, too. Oh, I was, I was an like, altar boy, too. I, like, I don't get the meaning of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't ever understand it as something that was like you should reflect on it. Or it always seemed like work. Like mm-hmm. it always is like they shove it down your throat so much that you just lose all meaning of it. Yeah. Like especially taking religion in school, like the religion because I went to a Catholic school. I'll, I'll, until I went to Catholic school, too. Ele- elementary school and then. Uh, a year and a half of Catholic high school. A year and a half. Yeah, they told me to. They politely asked me to go somewhere else. Really? Yeah. So there's no like they like smoking in the back of the room. No, <laughs> it was just I, it was I was just, I'd, I'd never go. Like it was yeah. uh, my parents broke up the summer going into grade nine, and I moved from uh, Niagara Lake to St. Catharines with my mom. Yeah. And it was me and my brother. She left the oldest brother at home. She's like, you can have that kid. I'm taking these two. Cool. And then, uh, yeah, she just, she had no control. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And then I was an asshole and I just play them off each other too. Like, well, I'm going to dad's. Fuck you. Ah, my God. I was shitty. My parents separated for a little bit last year of high school. And they got back together? So, yeah. They, they're still well, together? Uh, they're still together. Yeah. They separated in the sense that my dad got a job in Peterborough at the casino. And then we stayed in London. And we actually, we moved from the farm for a couple months to this shitty uh, townhouse, downtown London. And it was like, I got woken up by gunshots. Like Jesus. It was like really a shitty part of town. And uh, then my mom and dad started to reconcile. And then they're like, okay, we're all going to move to Peterborough. But I'm like, I still have four more months of high school left. Like my last year of and high school. You're doing it here. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, you're, uh, your dad's friend, Billy Love. You can stay with him. His name's Billy Love. And he's this old <laughs> Scottish guy. And I was like, I don't want to live with Billy Love. But Billy Love lived, lived in this big, giant house, downtown London. Beautiful house. So it was to stay with Billy? Billy's the best. He was <laughs> li- Living with the Loves was the highlight. It was amazing. It was, uh, but it was uh, like crazy in the sense that like I finished high school and then graduated. My parents came down from Peterborough to watch me graduate. And then I got in the car and left. And I just that Never was went it. back to London. Never went back to London. I had a girlfriend at the time, my first ever girlfriend. Did you wave to her from the car? Literally, yeah, <laughs> literally after we're outside the, the church after graduation. And I'm like, well, I'm uh, going to live in Peterborough now. I'm like still in my graduation suit and everything. And I'm like, oh, I'll see you guys later. And now they see you on every other commercial on TV. Yeah, like, now I get Isn't that the guy who disappeared after high school? <laughs> Literally after high school? His parents put a potato sack on his head and shoved him in a car. It was weird. Yeah, that was weird. Were you uh, close with your sisters growing up? Oh, yeah. I mean, you couldn't. Yeah, you didn't have anybody else. Yeah, you're on a yeah, farm. You're kind of. And then everyone's like, oh, wouldn't you wish to have brothers? I'm like, no. I mean, it's. I don't like. Living with sisters was fine. I mean, we didn't relate on a lot of things, mm-hmm. but I found uh, I was alone a lot, like as much as I'd hang out with my sisters. Like when you live on a farm and I catch myself now just wanting to be by myself and I'm I'm trying to figure out why that is. And I think it's because I grew up on a farm and I just, just was like, alone. <laughs> you know, find you wandering Riverdale farm. Yeah. I would just <laughs> go. Bucket of feed. Yeah. I would just go and walk. Yeah. I would love to do that. That sounds like a real hoot to me. But yeah, I'd hang out with my dog or I'd, I'd play video games and uh, you're, I'm just out in the middle of nowhere. Were you excited when you found out you had a brother though? Or did you not put the Nintendo controller down? You know what? I actually was playing Nintendo when he showed up and I didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I did. 
<laughs> I'm still embarrassed by this because he showed up with his then girlfriend and like I kind of like greeted them or whatever and I was like hey how you doing oh, this is really weird blah 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 <laughs> I got a game and on then pause. like he started talking to my mom and I was like and I crept back over to the Nintendo 64 and started playing and I remember him just staring at me and clearly in his eyes he's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> you just found out you have a brother and you're like eh, I gotta finish Shadows of the Empire I'm pretty far in this oh that's great it was uh, it was weird but then I mean I didn't really think too much of it I didn't because uh, I knew he wouldn't be like around like he mm-hmm. just wanted to see what the hell was up and where does he live now Coburg I think okay yeah he uh, he works so your parents had or your mom sorry your mom, mom had, had him with in a high dude school in high school so your mom was from Ontario your dad was the Mountie out west no my they're both from Peterborough Okay. Yeah, but uh, but uh, he got a job as a Mountie, and they moved out there for a bit for that job, uh, which okay, apparently was okay, a disaster. Okay. I, like I guess because they had my sisters at the time, and uh, and my one sister, my oldest sister, has a learning disability, so she's a bit of a handful. So uh, they had to deal with her, and they were just figuring out her disability, and and then they had babies, and then my mom got really sick too, and almost died apparently because she got some sort of like uh, what is a stem uh, stem cell. Stem, she had a stem cell. <laughs> what is it? Staph infection. A staph infection. Yeah, she got a real bad staph infection. Almost died, and uh, and then they were just like, you know what? Fuck Calgary. Let's get out of here. And then they just went back to Peterborough. Sounds fucking so bleak, and you're just like the happiest. Hey, how yeah, you doing? Yeah. Everything's just oh, fine. Because I'm happy now. I'm happy. I'm really happy. So oh, you got off the farm. Yeah, I got off the fucking farm. That's that's the thing. I love being in a city. Like I always tell people this. The first time I walked to a McDonald's, I was like blown away. I remember uh, speaking of that going to London. I moved. London was the first city I really lived. Yeah. In. I lived in St. Catharines for a bit with my mom, but. It's not really a big city. No, no, no. But like London, London was like the first, like, you know, fucking buildings and shit, yeah. you know? You can look up at buildings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I remember uh, McDonald's with the the walk-up window. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, you just, just walk up. <laughs> Walk up, get your burger. Yeah. From the outside <laughs> to the end. Well, I remember in St. Catharines, everyone would go to McDonald's after the bar and everyone's driving. Everyone fucking just drove drunk oh, everywhere. God. And it was just like a lineup of people and they'd all park in the parking lot and just like you'd get in fights and it would be like the yeah. after party was in the McDonald's parking lot. Great. Fucking just throwing your garbage everywhere. Like it was just <laughs> savages, <laughs> man. Way before cell phones, before there was anything else to do. They probably still do that in St. Catharines. We, we, like, my buddy was a little fucking, he was driving, he was a little tipsy, and he's like, let's go through the drive through backwards. <laughs> so I was riding shotgun, I got up to the window, I'm like, hey, all right. Nothing like, says I am drunk right now and driving this car, like, backwards through the drive through I rode through on the roof one time. Like, Perfect. Like, yeah, we were just, uh, we were idiots. We didn't oh, care. why not? What about, uh, did you play sports growing up at all, or? Played baseball. Baseball? I was heavy into baseball. Growing up so much that um, I know because I'm not athletic at all. I didn't I didn't care about the sport, really. Like I'd watch the Blue Jays, but mm. I could, I'd be like, I don't care about these men. I don't care yeah, about yeah. the stats. I like the game, but I couldn't and I couldn't get into hockey mainly because I remember my parents were like, it's too expensive. Don't get mm-hmm. into this. Like, so I was like, OK, oh, it's like five hundred dollars before you step on the ice. Oh, or... yeah. So I'm like, I can barely skate anyway. So that's that's good. But baseball was easy because, you know, I mean, my dad would play catch all the time and uh, I developed a pretty good arm. And uh, there was uh, uh, this turn. You remember the hit, run, and throw tournament? It was put on by the Jays. Yeah, and they yeah, go yeah. to these small towns, and it was a hit, run, and throw. You you hit off a tee as far as you could, and then you had to run the bases as fast as you could, and you had to throw a ball as far as you could. And the whole town came out. I remember it was this whole Saturday thing, and uh, and 
I ended up getting second. So I got a silver medal at the, at the end of it. There was like a hundred, whatever, hundreds of kids. And I got second. And this one guy, uh, he was like, uh, he got first or whatever. And then, uh, and there was, yeah, there was a trip to the Sky Dome to compete there. That was the big prize. So he got the big prize. I was like, whatever. And then, so I got second. And then like a couple of weeks later, this car pulls into our driveway and they come out with this medal. They're like, he can't go to the Sky Dome. Uh, here's the, here's the first place medal. Now you're first place. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Default. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I'm like, great. I get to go to the Sky Dome. They're like, no, uh, actually it was yesterday was the Sky Dome thing, but we <laughs> just thought we'd the give you the medal. medal. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I guess last minute he was like, I can't go. And then, so they're like, well, we'll give this kid the medal anyway. Oh. So I still stand tall that I was number one. What'd you do with the medal? You still got it? it? I still got it's it. It's in a box it's, somewhere, right? It's somewhere at, in my parents' place. I, um, a couple years ago, I had a bunch of shit stored at my parents' place. And my parents were like, can you just get rid of this stuff? Like, what no. the hell are you doing with it? And finally, I was like, I, I got to throw away my trophies from when I was Ooh, a kid. And it was painful. just, oh, it was a big box. I, I had a lot of trophies from, like, I was uh, hockey, lacrosse. Really? Like, baseball in the early days. But I, uh, there were so many. And I was just like, well... So what did you do? Take him to the dump or something? My dad, uh, my dad takes uh, all the garbage to his work and toss it in the dumpster there. So, so just in a dumpster somewhere. Yeah. Just all your childhood <laughs> yeah, accomplishments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's tough. But I was saying, what do you do with them? You know, like melt them down into one giant trophy. <laughs> that's what you should have done. Just piece it all together. Uh, and just, then you just have a statue wad of in trophy. the living room. Yeah, statue in the living room of a it. guy with every like a tennis racket. Yeah, just stick. arms coming out of it, bowling balls or whatever. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be something. I've never heard of throwing out the trophies. Well, I, did, yeah. I just didn't know what to do with them, and I'm like, am I going to save these memories? I had like yeah. a whole box that was just like the plaques you put on the wall. To- yeah. Oh, I'm fortunate enough to only have a soccer participation trophy when oh, I was a kid nice. and this medal. So like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, we're keeping those. Those I, are my two things. I would I would never keep the participation shit. No, I had to. I was it's like, like oh, that's all I had that. for soccer. <laughs> I was I was a good athlete for until I like hit my teen years and started weed. partying and yeah it wasn't weed so much it was alcohol when i was a, when yeah. I was a teenager did you notice it like did it kick in like you were playing hockey or something and you're like oh man i'm really sluggish all of a sudden no it was like or uh, you just lose interest in it I, you lost i lost interest so i stopped caring and i started smoking cigarettes too so yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that that was uh like that's wh- how i could feel physically that i didn't want to fucking know oh, yeah it, but, um, it'll do it yeah and then i just like but i kept playing lacrosse until i was like 21 yeah, that's a that's a sport I wish I did. It's uh, it's I think a good it's, one. Looks really fun. Yeah, 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 it's it's a lot of running, but it's uh, it's a lot of real life fighting too. I used to go to lacrosse games all the time in Peterborough. And yeah, because yeah, you're on your feet still. You're just two guys fighting. <laughs> yeah. They just take off the gear and they're just like, you're like on skates. You, you got this weird like you, you got some sort of ballet yeah. sort of thing. Like, but it's uh, you're nope. just on your feet, just punching just away, just punching the shit. And then <laughs> the the drunk people in the stands are beating the shit out of each other too. <laughs> There's always fights in the stands too. Let's uh, get into your high school life. Did you you just went to the one high school, or were you moving around in high school? Uh, no, I went well because I went to a choir and orchestra school for elementary school from five to eight. Uh, you had to audition to get in. You had to sing Ooh. "Happy Birthday" and to make, <laughs> to make sure that you weren't tone deaf. And then you did like a monologue or something like that. And uh, I got in. And How's your singing voice these days? It's you know I think I could still do it. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I thought about it like joining a choir or something just for fun because I didn't mind it. But I think I would definitely stand out. <laughs> try, join a band, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't want to join a band. No, 
I, uh, but then this high school, CCH in London, was affiliated with the choir and orchestra because they had a choir program and an orchestra program. So I went there instinctively and then was in choir and orchestra all through high school, too. And uh, yeah, it was just one high school the whole time. Um, and the uh, were you a popular kid or you just... That was middle of the road. Middle of the road. Kind of knew everybody. Uh, didn't really stand out that much. Got bullied, which started in grade nine. Uh, because my sister went to that high school as well, and they found out that we lived on a goat farm. And so, of course, we developed the... She developed the nickname Goatfucker. And then that just got passed on. And then I came into high school first day, grade nine. They're like, hey, that's Goatfucker's brother. <laughs> Other Goatfucker. <laughs> little Goatfucker. Yeah, he fucks goats, too. <laughs> I, this like guy I literally went to elementary school with, uh, I remember his name, Raph Barbosa. <laughs> that was his name. And he, he ran up to me. And he was like, he was like, hey, you're a goat fucker. You fuck goats. And I was like, we went to elementary school together. Why are you turning on me? Like, what the hell's happening? And then so it was goat fucker up until like maybe maybe even grade 11, like early grade 11. It was just constantly goat fucker. And then like at the time I ignored it. I was like, I don't fuck goats. <laughs> and I will I, not acknowledge yeah, it. Yeah, I don't care. Like they would just be like, like kids would run up to me randomly in the cafeteria and be like, hey, do you fuck goats? And I'm like, no. And they'd be like, yeah, you do. And then just run away. <laughs> I'm like, what Can't win that argument. <laughs> it wasn't until my adult years where I looked back on it and I was like, oh my God, I was bullied. But ah. it just didn't uh, click at the time. I was just like, I, was like, I, I don't totally would have called you goat. Fuck. I don't fuck. I would have too if I knew there was but a goat I fucker. I would have friended you too. Like, yeah. come on, let's go for a beer, goat they, fucker. Yeah, that's. There was no, like, my close friends didn't call me that. that. It would have been almost better if they, like, we're like, hey, you're a goat fucker. You know, like, like, yeah, you're a friend of mine. That's fine. That's cool. You're just ribbing me. But it was just people I didn't know running up to me. Oh, man. Was, that was the weirdest part. My nickname in high school, or I don't know if it came. Yeah, it was around high school. I got it. it was uh, Uder. Uder. For that little fat for the Simpsons. From the Simpsons. <laughs> hey, go down to Niagara. That's how they know me. <laughs> Where's Uder? You know Uder? Yeah, I know Uder. <laughs> oh, my chocolate. I am full of chocolate. Don't make me run. <laughs> that little kid, he's got bosoms. Would you like a piece of my multiple joy joy? <laughs> I just watched that episode. Uder. Uder. Uder's all right. Uder Broughton. That was my favorite. But episode. did you feel bullied from that? Were you like, oh, people are calling me fat no, in a it fun was, way? It was, uh, it was my, my friends that gave it to me. Okay. So it was like... It wasn't like uh, the cool group of kids that were like, hey, fuck you, fuck Uder. Uder. Yeah. yeah, even at that, it doesn't sound to me like goat fucker is very like, <laughs> that's sharp. That yeah. is right to the point. <laughs> you fuck a goat, don't you? I remember I gave my buddy, uh, I gave a nickname in high school. Like, we're in health class and we're learning all about the different bodies, ectomorph and oh yeah, and uh, the fat guy's endomorph. And <laughs> I, I just looked at my buddy Billy. I'm like, you're, you're an endomorph. And <laughs> His nickname's still Endo to this Endo. day. Because <laughs> like, Endo's the best. Yeah, he loved it. He's like, yeah, I'm Endo. Like an Endo. <laughs> or he, he dies inside every time somebody yeah, says it. I just, he gets more and more Endo. Worst, worst high school nickname we had was um, this kid, uh, Scott Pearson. He uh, lived a street over from me. We hung out a lot growing up. But he, uh, he got in a dirt bike accident. Of course. And uh, ripped his bag open. Oh, my God. So uh, uh, I don't know who... Came up with this clever name, but kudos. They uh, they nicknamed him Snagbag. Great and uh, he fucking hated it. Really? <laughs> I, yeah, I saw him. I saw him a few years back at my, another one of my buddy's restaurants, and he was there with his kid. I was like, Snagbag, how you doing? And he's just like, 
It's Scott. It's the Injustice tie. It's Scott now. And I've stopped. I'm all grown up yeah. and I don't want to. I'm like, oh, well. Well, because he had to stare at those stitches for weeks on his fucking bag yeah. and then sitting down and getting up. The torture that guy went and through. And then people start rumors that he lost a nut. So then uh, oh, yeah. a lot of people called him one nut. Oh, was like, God. They're both still there. <laughs> Kids are pieces of shit. Uh, how are you with the girls in high school? Not great. Not great, uh, eh? Yeah, I didn't really have a girlfriend until grade 11. Yeah? In grade 11, I remember um, uh, the, gr- the girl, my first girlfriend, the first girl I had sex with, too, was uh, uh, Kathleen, and she uh, she said she liked me. We like went to biology class together, and I didn't click. I was like, oh, okay. Cool. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I and like nothing me too. happened, and then everyone's like, you know she like likes you, right? And I'm like, well, what the hell do I do? And they're like, <laughs> take her on a date or whatever, and... And, Wait, where's uh, the first date? Matt O'Brien, farm boy, first date. Oh, my God. What was the first date? I don't know if I remember. I think, no, you know what it was? I think we saw, like, Ocean's Eleven or something. Nice. <laughs> we saw some fucking movie, and I think there was even other people there. My like, mom dropped us off, or your dad's got to pick us up. Yeah, one of those, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a hard date, too, because I lived half an hour outside of town, too, and she lived in town, so it's <laughs> like, okay, I gotta, someone's got to grab me or something. <laughs> like, my parents would never want to drop me off in town. They're like, that's too far. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we dated uh, all through grade 11 and grade 12 up until I was forced to leave her. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was it. And then even like sex, too. Like uh, I, it was more her idea than mine. Yeah. Which, you were like, I, really? You want to yeah, do that? Like we I remember. Uh, How for, old were you? Um, I was 18. 18. Yeah. But buddy, before that, I was the dry hump king of the Middlesex <laughs> County. Dry humping was our thing and I was just fine with it. Oh, uh, were you blowing your loads on those dry oh, yeah. humps? Yeah. There was the, we'd, I'd, I'd blow it and, and then I'd go to my job at Silver City Famous Players. With the load? With crusty old <laughs> underpants on. Usually I'd bring a pair, an extra pair with me. Because you knew you were going to do some I knew dry we were going to have some, some of the driest humps. This side of the Mississippi. Uh, did she know and, you were uh, coming? Oh, yeah, I think so. I'd make all the registered <laughs> noise. Like, get off me. But it got to the point, like, we did that more. And I remember I even, like, cut my dick on my zipper. Oh, and, like, I'm like, there must be another way. Yeah, then, put it in. And then I remember uh, one of her friends was like, why, are, why haven't you had sex with her? She wants to have sex with you. Like, it was always a friend being like, do this to her. She likes you have sex. Yeah. And then like uh, even like classic gym class, too. We were all around the bench press and all the guys were talking about the sex they had and everything. And I remember one guy was like, yeah, I put four condoms on just to be safe. <laughs> I remember him literally saying four. And at the time, we're like, that's unsensible. Absolutely. You throw four condoms on. And, uh, and I remember they would be like, whoa, what's sex with the Kathleen? Like, I'm like, I don't know. We haven't done it. They're like, well, why don't you do it? And I was like, I don't know. They were like, she just want to? She's like, they're like, uh, I'm like, yeah. And they're like, just do it. And I think it was like that night we did it. Hey, I was like, my friends. <laughs> yeah, sure. You want it? My friends want it? Uh, sure, I must want it. Did you condom up for the first time? Four condoms? Uh, no, it was one. Yeah? It was one, and it was like two pumps, and oh. that was it. it Were you was, embarrassed? It was, uh, no, I don't think I was for some reason. I should have been. Like a lot quicker than dry humping, yeah. eh, dude? It was like a late, late night, and I remember... It was like a lot of back and forth. Be like, are you sure you want this to happen? Are you sure you want this to happen? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And it kept happening. And I put the condom on. Almost finished right there because that was enough for me. <laughs> and then one, two, and then that was it. And then right to bed. 
Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then woke up. I think we woke up the next morning and tried to do it again. Was it, was it our first better. time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never taken a girl's uh, V card there, bud. It was. That's what everybody was saying. Everyone's like, do it now because you don't want to. Like, that's a, that's a nice. What a special thing. Yeah, for if two, two people, people can lose it together. Yeah. Good for you. And we were in love. So, like, we, I, had a, yeah. I had a girl in. It was like prom party, hotel prom party in Niagara Falls. And uh, she was in my room and she was like, She's like, you want to fuck me? She's all drunk. And I'm like, I do, but this yeah. is just wrong. Oh, yeah. And it was the first time I was ever actually a decent human being. That's nice. That's <laughs> nice that you were decent. I I'm know. glad the story didn't go out yeah. real quick. Could have could taken yeah. this, uh, this girl's flower. <laughs> yeah, that'd be gross. It was, uh, but yeah, I'm, uh, I always look back on that and I'm like, I'm glad that's how it happened. Do you ever, uh, you, you ever in contact with this girl? No, no, not at all. Not I mean, even on Facebook? We, uh, I mean, I think we're friends on Facebook, and I think I, uh, actually, her mom still, like, likes all my posts, <laughs> and is always like, I saw your commercial, this is so exciting, yeah. and I'm like, Jeezy Joyce, like, this is weird, <laughs> this is getting really weird, because uh, she, because we kind of, she would come to Peterborough after I moved to Peterborough every now and then, and uh, I would go to London, I would save, save, save some money, take the Greyhound to London, so I think we dated for, like, maybe four months after high school, and then... She came up to Peterborough. I remember we had sex and she starts crying and I'm like, oh my God, you're pregnant. This is crazy. And she's like, no, we have to break up. And I went, yeah, I was like, I was very like, yeah, you know, it makes sense. This <laughs> does make sense. I love yeah, that. I wasn't like, and uh, so then we broke up and then uh, she started hooking up with uh, my, my other friend that we would hang out with that I went to high school with and they're still together. That's nice. It was just me and this guy, and then that's it. I think they're married. Nice, clean girl. Nice, clean girl. <laughs> and then dirty old me <laughs> slopping my <laughs> dick around the sidewalk now. <laughs> Did you go to college when you were in Peterborough? Like, uh, No, I took two two years off. Yeah, I took two years couple off. couple years it was, off. It's fun, eh? It was fine, yeah. I mean, at the time, my parents lived, we rented this bigger house that had a pool, so I didn't know anybody, so I just, like, fucking fall asleep in the pool, and I wish I knew about weed at the time, because I would have been so high all the time. <laughs> yeah, hanging poolside. Yeah, I was so sober, <laughs> and just whatever, and yeah, I just partied, and... Got drunk all the time. I worked at Blockbuster for a bit just to be in a stupid, like, early 20s idiot. Yeah. Make your dad proud. Yeah, just make my dad proud. <laughs> and then I worked at an, uh, I got a job at an Apple call center. There's an, there's an Apple call center in Peterborough. And they actually taught me some worthwhile things and paid me very nice. And so I bought a car and I bought a bed and I bought all these things. And then uh, my buddy APL uh, said he was going to college. And I was like, oh, you're my only friend here. I'll go to college with you. And I was like, I'll and take it, broadcasting it, or something. Well, yeah, that's what I took. It was in Peterborough, though? It was in Oshawa. Oshawa. Yeah, it was at Durham oh, College. So you, you, guys, you, uh, you didn't commute in, did you? No, I just moved. I moved, moved, to, Oshawa. moved to Oshawa. Yeah. With this guy? Yep. So we got a dirty old house. And then he's like, this is my buddy Woody. And this is uh, Hags. And this is Jibo. And yeah. all these guys. So yeah, I was like, let's, uh, let's go, baby. You still close with those guys? I'm still close with APL and Woody. Yeah. yeah they're uh, like, they're the only two, like, they're oldest friends that I have. Yeah. We just hung out a couple weeks ago. My uh, my high school roommate, uh, we don't, we'll see each other at friends' weddings. We don't even look at each other anymore. <laughs> but it's just like, because uh, we were just best friends and then he just kind of disappeared and yeah. fucking just fucked off. Yeah. And like pretty much on the whole group too. Oh, wow. And it was during a time where I really needed a friend. <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, hey, man, fucking things are going bad. He's like, yeah, I'll come visit you. And then he'd send me a text like, yeah, I'm not coming. I'm like, oh, man. But it was like a constant, like over and over again. He would just keep constantly bail keep on flaking. me. And then I was just like, you know what? Go fuck yourself, man. Like, yeah. You're too fucking. It's so, I don't know how people like Julia, my wife, she's had friends since she was like three mm -hmm. in Ottawa. She's like, I've known these girls my whole life. And I'm like, I don't know. Like APL and Woody, we see each other once a year. 
and we we're, we're still best of friends, but we don't really talk other than that. Like it's like I saw, we still I, keep in contact. I saw friends that uh, I'd known forever, like my buddy Big Tim. You met Big Tim, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was up here last week. We knew we've known each other pretty much our whole lives, but we were never really friends until high school. Yeah. But now we, we still maintain that relationship. My buddy Paul owns a swinery. We, we're, yep. Everyone's still close. Swinery or winery? Swine. No, winery. Winery. You've been to that winery. The oh, ravine. the winery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had uh, lunch down in the uh, basement there. I would like to go to a swinery, though. Yeah, fuck, I want to know what that is. A winery run by pigs. <laughs> That's what it is. There's pigs in overalls. There's pigs in tuxedos. My buddy Paul at the winery, he, um, he buys piglets every spring. Yep. And all he feeds them is kitchen scraps, which he would have to pay a company to th- dispose of. Yeah. Um, everything goes in the bin except pork products because, you know, that's can't make these cannibals. Yeah. And uh, that's all they feed them. They grow them to like five, 600 pounds. And by fall, then see Chop you later. them up. And they, it, they're worth like thousands of dollars. Oh, once yeah. they're, they're that big and they're just eating scraps. Yeah, we used to do that too. You can get so much goddamn meat off a big old pig. Uh-huh. A big old suey. So television broadcasting or just general broadcasting? Broadcast and print journalism uh, is what I Television broadcast. I wish I had took, taken something like that. I mean, we, it's because it started with print, newspaper. And even when they started it, they're like, this medium's going to be dead soon. Yeah, yeah. But here's how you do it. <laughs> and like, we even had to do like darkroom photography and stuff like that. And we're all like, this is pointless. This is costing me three grand a year mm-hmm. at least. But it was something to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And then the broadcasting happened. I had a radio show called The Ozone nice. in college. It was classic rock, <laughs> me and APL. And uh, it was super dumb. And then I remember one of my professors is like, if you want to get more comfortable in front of the camera, try something like stand-up or improv. And I'm like, well, we're improv is for nerds. So I'm going to do stand-up because I've always wanted to do that. And then <laughs> did that once. Bob's your uncle. And then Bob's your uncle. is Nancy's your... Swinery. I remember when I took television broadcasting. Um, Something just crawled in my ear. <laughs> like uh, a spider crawled in my ear. They were uh, teaching us um, like analog broadcasting. Oh, like, like ham radios? Yeah, well, no, it's like the old school tube TVs and shit. Oh yeah. And I was like, this, this is this, this is, is useless. Going to die. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's the principles of it. No, it's that's a- what they kept saying. They're like, you got to know where it all came from. Yeah, I'm like, no. no, you just grow beyond it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, but and then it was funny because they uh, our first year it was in the old building at Fanshawe and so it was old old equipment yeah oh, yeah and they were building um they were building the new building during our first year yeah. and then our second year we got into the new building but it was like fifty percent done yeah so everything they like they would teach us and they're like well next year we're gonna have this I'm like well, <laughs> those kids are gonna love it yeah I'm like well, what yeah. the fuck are we learning right oh, now yeah. man Durham College was the same way they were building it as we were going that we yeah. had portables at one point yeah, send your kids here one day because yeah. this place might be finished <laughs> like if you go to Durham College now it looks like an international airport like it's crazy like it's so futuristic and weird I'm like they were just working on this when I was here like an idiot like in Durham College Oshawa piece of shit so you were did you go back to work for Apple after college like did you ever uh, work in broadcasting um i know i worked for apple i would commute back to peterborough from oshawa because it was such a nice paying job i'd work on weekends and then uh got a, got a job at red lobster mm. was a bartender and a server <laughs> there and then uh i didn't start working for apple until i moved to toronto i interned at mtv canada for um like four or five months it was unpaid so until yep. i lost all my money and then i was like well i need a job and i went to the apple store in the eaton center 
and uh, showed my resume and they hired me on the spot. They were like, because my sister worked there as well, because she yeah. worked at the call center and all that stuff. And if you worked at that call center and you had your resume, they would like, they just hire you. They're like, yeah, you know more than all of us here. Mm-hmm. So immediately got a job at the Eaton Center and, uh, and then became an Apple genius from there. And you're doing comedy at the same time? Yeah, I started doing it the second I came to Toronto. I was just doing it every single night. And then I work usually seven to four or 10 to seven and then go out, do a bunch of mics. Get what, hammered. what year was this? This was 2007. Okay. Yeah. So I'd almost, this is almost 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I just, I just kept doing it. Cause I remember hearing uh, older comedians being like, cause I'm like, Oh, I want to quit my job and just do comedy. And they're like, be smart about it. Make money. Don't be an idiot. Yeah. Like, do you want to be poor and do comedy? Like, you can still, and I still could do it. Like, I still would be like, I duck out and do auditions on my lunch, and then do shows at night, and it all worked until until I got to the point uh, that I just had to. There you go. For for the listener, his pants exploded. <laughs> off. <laughs> Two sneezes, and now his dick is out. What a podcast. Yeah, so I'm 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 happy that I I did that because it got to the point where I just I went on tour and I was forced to quit and I was like I had enough money to quit. So yeah, like I'm well I'm in that boat where I because uh, I have a day job, but I yeah. um I had the day job before I started comedy. Like I started uh, I started late yeah. in life, so I just learned how to do comedy and the day job. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm like I don't want to do this job anymore, but it's so fucking easy. Yeah. If it works, just don't stop. Yeah, I mean, it's Monday it's, to Friday, nine to five. I got uh, like six weeks vacation a year to go on tours, shit like that. Yeah. So who cares? Like as much as you think it's like, oh, I got to quit and, and yeah. just do my own thing. No, it's I, like, I, no, I don't ever really, think that. I just, yeah, like, it's good. Like a lot of people like w- aren't willing to stick it out like that. Mm-hmm. And I only quit because I had to book off like nine weeks in a row. And they're like, you can't do that. And I was like. Well, I guess I just have to quit. Yeah. So it gets to the point where you just, hopefully the workload. Well, I'm going to like, uh, I've already started working it through my work uh, for the spring. I'm taking all of April off. Yeah. Like five weeks in a row. That's great. Yeah, they're letting me do it. They're like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Go oh, fuck yeah. Go get them. So it's like, it's not getting in the way. Yeah. Like there's like times where it kind of gets in the way, but I'm just like. Just you wait know, till it's impossible, and then yeah. that's that's when you know. And plus, so. it's it's a television station. It's not going to exist in five years. So that's true. Just yeah. go, go down with the ship. Dude, the fact that you're still going, <laughs> the, all the cuts. That, yeah, like, they make the, so many cuts, and I'm just like, see you guys. Oh, my God. The layoffs I see, because I work out much every now and then, and mm-hmm. I see the people just leaving that building just mm-hmm. on a fucking conveyor belt. <laughs> oh, it's scary. So, yeah, just cling to it as long as you yeah, can. I'm Who trying cares? to. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Um, how, how many years were you in, uh, when you got your comedy now? I was three years in. That's early. <clears throat> it was very early. I I did a guest spot at Absolute, uh, up at Young and Eglinton. And, uh, there was a scout there from comedy now. And she comes to me in the green room, me and Diana Love, who were standing there. And she's like, Hey, have you heard of comedy now? And we're like, yeah, obviously that's like the next thing that you're supposed to do as a comedian. They're like, we'd like to offer you both a comedy now. Do you guys both have an hour's worth of material? And I immediately lied. I was like, yep, absolutely. And at the time I maybe had 15, mm-hmm. maybe 20. Yeah. And, uh, Diana, uh, did this kind of smart thing. She was like, I don't, she was like, <laughs> I don't. Uh, she ended up getting one anyway, though. They had like these ladies of the night series where you get to only do like 15, 20 minutes or something like that. Yeah. 
But I, I lied and said I had an hour and they're like, okay. And they, I signed all the paperwork and then they're like, you're going to film it in five months. And then, so I just worked my ass off to get this fucking material yeah. by then. And I ended up doing, uh, yeah, basically you, you like did the whole hour. You didn't I did 57 it. minutes and look like, do you go back on it now? Like, oh, it's I'm not the same guy at all. Yeah, but people liked liked it. Yeah, like I would get e- I would get emails. I still get emails from people being like, you know, this is great. I I loved it. I thought it was great. I got a re- review on it, and some reviewer like raved about it and everything. And I'm like, wow, I just threw that together in like mm-hmm. three years plus five months of yeah. baloney. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't regret it at all. I mean, it made me work my ass off. And like the first time I went to L.A., people are like, they thought it was a Comedy Central special. So. <laughs> They were like, well, Comedy Central, you can be on this show. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely way too early. And a lot of older comics gave me shit for that. Like I went on the road with a couple and they're like, you shouldn't have done it. You're a piece of shit. Why would you do that? I'm like, you're just bitter because you never got one. Yeah, yeah. So I would literally just right place, right time. That was all, all it was. So nice. And uh, you were always acting throughout uh, doing comedy. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, commercial auditions. You, uh, you do a lot of commercials. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but that's just because I was like, "How do I do comedy and still stay alive?" Yeah, and then every com- every comedian's like, "Just go audition for commercials. It's easy. It's stupid." Because uh, I don't consider myself an actor. Mm-hmm. I, I like I didn't really take any acting classes or anything like that. And uh, you don't really need to be an actor. You yeah. just have to know how to work your face and eat a bun. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I, I would just do that. I remember, uh, yeah, Garrett Jameson got me, helped get me my first commercial, actually. Because I didn't know about auditioning. And then he's like, do you want to come out? He's like, they need people to audition for this Mike's Hard Lemonade thing. And then I go out and... I'm the one that got it. I ended up buying Garrett some a case of beer or something. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Case of Mike's hard. Yeah, case of, <laughs> I wish <laughs> they gave it to me for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the whole shoot. They're like, don't open one or we'll fire you on the spot. Like that, that was like a big thing. They're like, don't actually drink the product. But, um, I still don't know how it works auditioning and everything, but I just go out and don't care. And then somehow it works. So how do you think you'll do in LA when you uh, get down there, going down there soon? I, I, you know, I'm going to do the same thing. You worried that you got to start back at the bottom or you can well, I did it a different way than others is I, I would go to LA like twice a year and just do shows and make some get to know people. Yeah. And so now when I'm going there, enough people are like, wow, you're finally moving here. Like mm-hmm. after four or five years of going down there yeah. and which could have blown up my face the more I think about it. Cause I, when I introduced myself, I wasn't a very good comic and that's their first impression of me. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I would just keep coming back twice a year, whatever. So much that people were like, Oh, you live here. Like they already thought I lived there. So, yeah. so we're not, we're not going in completely cold. So that's it's uh, kind of easing into it. You nervous about this or what? Not really. No. I'm more nervous about the Trump shit, but, <laughs> yeah, but could, you know could, what? As, could as, be as a problem. Obviously, people are like, as a straight, straight white male, what do you have to be nervous about? I'm like, I'm ner- I'm nervous for other people. I'm nervous <laughs> for the, the world. I'm and everything. I'm writing a very racist 45. I'm going to take through oh, the yeah. take through the American Midwest. Dude, that's what everybody. <laughs> I fucking hate that everyone's saying that. They're like, oh, Trump's good for comedians. You get so much material. I'm like, you got to. Yeah, we. I, I don't have a racist 45. Like, <laughs> come on. So that's the other. Dust out those old rape jokes. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. No, I feel I feel confident and fine. 
you know, I've, I I feel like it's the right time to do it. So yeah, I feel okay. Um, Trump fucked up the Canadian dollar again, too. That's yeah. uh, that's um, an ongoing struggle with you. It was still already fucked up, but it's still hovering around the same 74, 75. Yeah. I mean, the highest it's been at 77, but I stopped paying attention to it because... It well, what are you going to do? You can't fucking... What can you do? Is nothing. Yeah. Like, I just try to make some American money. But, uh, no, you got representation down there yet? A couple of people that are interested, but yeah. they're, they're waiting till obviously I get down there. Cause I think a lot of these agencies have signed people and they're like, I'm going back to Canada. See you later. Mm-hmm. So you got to like prove that you have like a U.S. address and then they're interested in you. Yeah. So, uh, and taking the wifey down taking there. The wifey. We're taking each other. That's nice. That's so, nice. Yeah, a little, uh, husband and wife venture. Yeah. We're driving. We got a car. We're going to pack it like the hillbillies and <laughs> she's going to ride on the top of it in a rocking chair. <laughs> it's uh, going to be a real hoot. That's, um, uh, that's it. Yeah. Has things changed since you guys uh, tied the knot? Newlyweds? Not really. Yeah, I forget. I forgot to put my wedding ring on. That changed. <laughs> the, the ring is still weird to me. It's still weird wearing. wearing oh, a I ring. hated it, man. Yeah, and like at like, first, I'm like, I'll never take it off, and then yeah. I got fucking my my finger got all messed up underneath. Like, yeah, I, I, it was I don't like, wear any jewelry. I don't know. Yeah, it just felt weird because I'm not. I told her that I'm like, I'm not a jewelry. I never wore any I don't, necklaces, anything. So. Mm-hmm. So like uh, no, that's the only thing. Our relationship's the same, you know. You just say husband and wife now. It's it's funny how people light up when when you say husband and wife too. I feel like people treat you differently. Like this yeah. is my wife. And they're like, oh, oh, good or for like, you guys. Yeah, or like people like I'll say I have a wife, and talking to to women that don't know me, they'll they'll be, they'll be like, oh, he's a nice guy. What a nice guy. He has a wife. <laughs> so it's like that's it's just I those three be, words. I could be beating her. You don't know. Yeah, that. you don't know me. You don't know. Don't be so nice to me. I'm a monster. Despite my smile. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, fuck. I, that's all I need to know from you, Maddie. Oh, we dug so deep. You're going, you're, you're, you're moving to LA. You're going to follow your dreams and uh, moving to LA. I'll come down there and see you sometime. Don't Goat you worry, fucker. pal. Half brother. <laughs> dad was a Mountie. What else did we get? Oh, we covered your it all. Your dad was a goat fucking Mountie. My that's, dad that's... fucked goats with the Mounties. <laughs> and your mom got knocked up in high school. She got knocked up by a fat dude that rolled out of bed and broke her back. So that's what you learn from this. Hamcast. It's uh, <laughs> the Hamcast. <laughs> it's on my ham radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do people know that you're you're potato and also ham, though. Um, no, I, I don't talk about the ham too much yeah, on here. I feel just like ham you and like potato over ham. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I like any of it. I just go They're with both it. Very exciting nicknames. Yeah, it's great. Whatever, man. They're just names. I do I want to care. call you Endo. Endo. <laughs> Endo's the best nickname I've ever heard. Uh, it is a good one. Endo. <laughs> um, where can people find you, Matt? You can find me on Twitter, uh, Matt underscore O'Brien, or tour dates at MattOBrienComedy.com. Boom, boom, boom. Look Got for him next. coming to L.A. He's going to kick some ass, take some names. Uh, he's magnificent comic. And uh, Matt, thank you for coming. How lovely. Um, I had a blast. I had a blast. I finally know who you are, Matt. I know you, Potato. <laughs> and you're my friend it's, now. This has been another episode of The Potato Files. Um, find us on the Never Sleeps Network and on iTunes and all that fun stuff. We'll be back soon enough, guys. Keep tuning in. Bye-bye. Never Sleeps Network.
This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. 